Hello, my name is Carrie Doucette, and you're listening to the Divorce Magazine Canada podcast. Hey, are you or someone you care about considering, dealing with, or being through a divorce or separation? Well, you're in the right place. You don't have to do this alone. There are people who care and want to help. Hi, I'm Dina Court, an author, blogger, publisher, and empowerment coach. Thanks for joining me on the Divorce Magazine Canada podcast. You are going to hear from our team of experts and professionals how to navigate this difficult transition in your life easier, more efficiently, and with better outcomes. Did you know we host online divorce resource groups that are free to attend and everyone is welcome? Check out the links in our show notes and be sure and join us. We love bringing experts to you. Please refer to our Terms of Service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com and stay tuned at the end for the legal language. How are potential new clients finding you? Are they just doing a random Google search and hoping for the best? Let's get you in Divorce Magazine Canada. There are multiple ways that we can get you in front of a new audience. You might not think that your business applies directly to divorce or separation. However, the statistics tell us that 50% of people are experiencing divorce or separation and they're looking for your services while dealing with this difficult transition. So let's showcase you on the podcast as a sponsor and advertiser in the magazine and in our events. I would love to feature you and there's an early bird offer right now till the end of July with last year's pricing. Contact me and find out how we can get you in front of some new eyes. Ready? Here we go. In this series on the podcast, Divorce Diaries, you are going to hear candid conversations from people who bravely share their stories, their experiences, the lessons that they've learned through a divorce or a separation. And they are sharing these to encourage you to give you some information and support around the experience that is really quite difficult and a life-changing event. This will be a place to meet people just like you who care and want to help so that you don't feel so alone. Let's meet our guest now. Welcome, Carrie. It is lovely to see your sunshiny face this morning. Thank you so I much. I love seeing your posts come up in my feed and you are a ray of positivity. You shared with me recently a story that I found very compelling and I knew it needed to go on the show for the public. And many, I think, will find it encouraging to hear what you have to share. So welcome, please tell us more about yourself. Um, so my name is Carrie, obviously, but well, it's actually Carrie Ann. Um, but I just go by Carrie because I find the only people who call me Carrie Ann is usually my mom when she's mad at me and I'm not listening to her. <laughs> um, or a family that has known me forever, but for the most part, people call me Carrie. Um, I'm a very caring, charismatic person. Um, I attend a lot of networking events because I am an empath through and through. Uh, I care about people. I like listening to people's stories. Um, and I like helping people however I can. That's just part of who I am. Um, I'm a creative director. Um, I started my own um, 
social media company during the pandemic out of need. I got laid off three times in the past Ooh. three years, which is a little, a little jarring. It's like, oh, we're outsourcing that. I'm like, awesome. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. But I'd been doing this on the side for years. And I thought, you know what, I can monetize this. Um, you know, people always liked what I was doing. And I've turned it into a pretty thriving business over almost two years now. And I even received a, an award from the Community Votes Edmonton as top pick for graphic design. So that was pretty encouraging. Fantastic. 2,700 followers. Um, and I am at Carrie Creative CA. Or if you want to follow me personally, I'm at Carrie the, or Carrie the Connector, um, just because I like to connect people. Nice. So tell us about this story that you lived and wow, the details of how you've come back from that. Well, I got married at 24 um, to a man I was working with. Um, and I literally thought I had found my best friend and, and, and quite literally he was my best friend. Um, so we traveled to work together. Um, he went out in his work van all day and then we, he'd come home, you know, come, or come back to the office and we'd drive home together. Um, so that was our day in and day out. And so needless to say, when I figured out that there was something not quite right, um it was very surprising to me because he had to go through great lengths to be cheating <laughs> so Ooh. um and then to find out that it wasn't just cheating that he was actually gay so that was completely shocking now it didn't uh it, he didn't come out and tell me i've got to tell you that right now um went to the mail and picked up uh picked up our mail and uh, there was a letter in the mail from the insurance company. And I thought, well, that's interesting. But we had um, decided we were going to get long-term insurance because you just never know if something was to happen. You want to be, you want to be covered if, you know, one, one or the other, one of us got sick. Um, so we thought we'd get some long-term uh, coverage. And uh, of course it's addressed to both of us. So I open up the mail and it says, my husband has tested positive for cocaine. So we don't qualify for insurance. I married a farm boy um, who liked to milk cows. And this was not, not part of our day. We barely drank. <laughs> like It just wasn't something that either one of us was involved in. So the first thing I did was call my best friend who was paramedic. And she said, well, you know, he's really private about his medical stuff. She says, you know, maybe he has nosebleeds. They do use cocaine to, to pack the nose. Like that's possible. And I'm just like... Uh, I don't know, Carrie's guts telling her that there's more to this story. Mm. And my husband happened to be curling that evening. So I drove to the curling rink and grabbed the keys out of his pocket uh, while he was on the curling rink and went into his company van and found all the evidence that I needed. Emails that were printed off, um, paraphernalia, four things. And so the, like, the story was written out right there for me. Um, I was in utter shock. I, I had no, I, I called my best friend and she's just like, oh, like that can't be true. And I'm like, well, <laughs> pudding, um, his phone was also in his pocket um, and went through and saw messages. So clearly, clearly there had been things going on. 
Um, so yeah, it was, it was a shock. Um, I tried calling, he, I, I left him a message, like text messaged him and said, you know, uh, you need to come home right after curling. We need to have a conversation. And I think he knew at that point that he was caught. Um, so wouldn't return my calls. I called his parents and they're like, oh, we were worried something like this was going to happen. I'm like, pardon me, what? Whoa. What? So you knew about this and that was okay? Like, I'm, I don't even know what to say to you right now. Um, yeah, it, it, like it was just dumbfounding. Um, and so he did finally tell me, <clears throat> didn't come home for like three or four hours. And then finally actually text messaged me that, yes, I am gay. Oh, that's interesting way of delivering that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Needless to say. So my best friend came with her husband out, out for the night because they didn't want me to be alone because I was very much in shock. Um, and uh, he finally came, came back and um, we chatted and you know, yelled, cried. Um, but uh, I knew at, at the end of the day, it was self-preservation. Uh, I knew I couldn't be with him anymore. That was, that was, that was a, like, not an option. Um, <clears throat> I immediately put my house up. For, I literally had my house up for sale the next day. Yeah. So, cause I was like, well, this is not, this is, we, we, we can end amicably, but this is, this is like, there's no coming back from this. So I'm not, I'm not prepared to be with somebody who has been lying to me the entire marriage or who's been lying to themselves their whole life. Um, and it turned out he had a friend in college. His best friend didn't even know, had no clue. Ooh like no idea so and you know like my friends always thought he it was a little strange because we'd go to somebody's house and <clears throat> he'd sit at the table with the women rather than go and sit with the men but just you know he's not wasn't a sports guy so it didn't have a lot in common so I thought well whatever um he was a good baker but again I just thought you were raised on a farm like literally made the best angel food cake and <laughs> Uh, oh, classic those, those, uh, not those cookies at Christmas and they're super soft and they melt in your mouth oh shortbread shortbread cookies yes oh my gosh, like amazing. those are all the country favorites right? totally right <laughs> so it's like well like you were right you know and he had a really close relationship with his grandmother so and I and to me it was just like well he's a bit of a mama's boy nothing wrong with that right I don't yeah. know and the fact that he did cook like it was nice because like my mom always was the one cooking um so I, that's what I was used to. So I that figured, well, that's going to be my job as well as going to work. Right. So it was, uh, it was a nice change of pace. Um, and like I said, when you're working with somebody day in and day out, um, it was, it was just a complete shock to the system. We're going to get right back to Carrie's story because there's a lot more to this, including what happened when lightning literally hit her home. Do you have a story that you really think might help somebody feel less alone in what they're experiencing? And if you're willing to share that with all the listeners out there, then please let me know. Now let's get back to Carrie's story. I find it interesting that yes, his parents, you know, may have been in some denial and thinking, well, you're closer to him now than they were. So if you didn't see any evidence or red flags and entered into, you know, a marital relationship that, so maybe they're, you know, what they're denying isn't true. Yeah. You know, you're, you're living proof. Yeah. That I, that I can 
I can kind of understand, I guess, coming from an adult uh, uh, parent of adult children, but his best friend in college, not knowing that seems. And they were, they were still close friends. And so like they unfortunately don't have a relationship now because he just couldn't believe that he would. I don't have a problem with the fact that he's gay. I have the fact that he didn't just lie to you. He lied to the rest of us and that I'm not okay with. Yeah, you know, speak your truth. Be who you are. Yes, but it's it's a tough time because our era is just on the cusp of that, right? Of and especially coming from more of a rural background, it typically is tougher. Oh, definitely. You know, there, there's a, a different. Uh, a stand, different standards sometimes for totally, the totally. definition well, and, and of a man. Almost more of that 50s home homegrown values, mm-hmm. right? So and you don't talk about things, right? right. And, which is which is so sad. Um, I did find out later on that his parents had actually sent him to a conversion camp at 12 years old. And that hurt my heart so much because nobody Whoa. should have to experience that. Like, I wish he had been able to live his truth from childhood um and we probably would have still been really great friends because he was a he was a good partner uh, uh, you know had he been able to keep up i would never i would never have caught on i don't think um had i not just i don't know i'm a very much of a person that says trust your gut um if you're asking yourself a question about something you already know the answer um and i always tell women that like just something doesn't feel right it's not so it's good advice that's i i give that often as well you know just trust your instincts and yeah totally and i like i said everyone's like well didn't you see signs and i'm like looking back now absolutely i can see signs but who at 24 25 years old who wants to admit to themselves they have a gay a gay partner nobody right well and i think that's where <clears throat> we learn those instincts we have to live through times where we've ignored them Totally, totally. In order to gradually, from those lessons, become more attuned to it. Yeah. And so, I mean, we give this advice and yet people can say, well, you did this and this, you weren't listening in these times. And that's because we were, we were learning, we're still learning. And the more you make that effort to listen and to trust your gut, the, the more clear that voice becomes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, and it was kind of, it was kind of an interesting time because the law of attraction had just come out. So it's like, you know, that whole, well, you know, things only happen to you because you've attracted that. And I'm thinking, I don't think I attracted a gay (laughs) partner. I don't think I did that on purpose. So of course that book like went on a shelf for years because I wasn't really, I wasn't ready to accept accept that as as my truth um and then oprah had been interviewing the my husband is gay so now what uh author so i bought i bought the book because i thought okay well i don't know how to nap i don't know how to navigate this so i'm going to navigate this in the best way i know how and the best way i know how is to read um and so that's what i did and my friends were just like dumbfounded at how just cut and dried and done I was. My house was sold in a, in a week. Um, wow. It actually been at a really good time because we had bought our house in 2001, I think for $87,000 just outside of uh, Westlock. And we ended up selling for like 250 or 260. So, you know, I, I walked, I walked away with more than I had when I got there. Right. Yeah. So 
Um, and my and, and he was amicable to anything that I wanted. In fact, he even paid me alimony for three years, which he wasn't required to do by law. Um, but he 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 was remorseful for sure. I don't think he ever <clears throat> intended to put me in that position. But when your heart isn't in it, your heart isn't in it. But I think I think he loved me as a person. Um, which was what made it, I think it, it really, it really, it really, I think, tugged at him. I can't imagine being in his position. No, uh, no you know, nor, nor, nor can I looking, look, looking back. Um, and trying to make the life that he's expected to make. I mean, conversion camp at age 12, that's, yeah. that is very significant. Well, and, well, and especially in a rural community, like his parents clearly did not want that to be his truth. Mm -hmm. so, so besides reading <clears throat> and the huge compassion that you have in, in your heart and, and mind for the situation and acknowledging what was positive about it that that didn't come instantly how did you, how have you gotten to to this place well i definitely saw a psychologist um who who immediately had me take time off work because she's like this is you know you need to navigate this and go through this and if you don't i'll hospitalize you i was like Okay, I, like I just need a couple of weeks. I'll be good. I'll be fine, you know. And she's just like, no, you you need to process this. Um, so like I I didn't stay in the house. I I stayed with my mom until the property was sold, and then just moved when I needed to move. And um, literally, I I barely took anything from from my house. I just bought a brand new kitchen table though, and I loved it. So I was like, I'm not giving my kitchen table. <laughs> like yeah. that's literally the only I took that in my clothes. That was it. I bought everything brand new because I didn't want anything in my home that reminded me of him. Um, I put my ring up for cash for gold um, because I just thought if, if I have this piece of jewelry in my jewelry box, that is going to block me from meeting anybody else. Um, I don't know. I've always read lots of self-help books. So I think that's often, often got me, uh, got me through things. Um, and then just tried to find other people, but it was really hard finding other people who were, you know, 29 years old and getting divorced. <laughs> like, you know, when you think, okay, great. I'm an overweight 29 year old divorcee. Who's going to want me? Well, lightning struck quite literally. My house got struck by lightning and I literally met the partner I have now who I've been with for 15 years of that day. So, you know, <laughs> Carrie, that, Oh my God. That's quite the story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to back up though. I'm going to back up and unpack this just a little bit because no being told to take time off work, <clears throat> didn't you two work together as well? We did. So how did you navigate that? Um, well, lucky for me at the time I, um, had been offered another, it was offered another position, um, shortly thereafter. Um, so I was, I was actually able to move into another position and that employer was so, so good about me just taking, taking the time that I needed to get my, to, to, to get me back to me. So I think I took about three months off. I love how this has lined up beautifully. Yeah. And in retrospect, do you find some of those very difficult times have been turning points in in your life that have ended up 
in a far better place. They're oh, very- totally. Uh, you know, I, I'll often tell people, you know, it's really hard to see the opportunity when you're going through something. It's so hard to see it, but it's, I, I don't know, even since I was like, my mom said, you, you always had a smile. You, you know, you always dusted yourself off off and got back up and just did, did what you needed to do. And uh, like, I can thank both my parents for that. They're the hardest working people that I know. My dad finally retired. My mom, my mom could retire, but she figures she can't afford it, which is funny because she's had her post paid off since she was 40. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure you could, but that's fine, mom. You do you, right? Um, so yeah, just, um, just, I don't know, just like going within yourself. And then obviously like working with a psychologist definitely helped. Um, I think I impacted a lot of, a lot of that trauma and was just able to go, you know, like at the end of the day, it had nothing to do with me, right? If it had been another woman, I think that would have been a lot harder on me to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but the fact that it was, man, it, it just, it, it just wasn't what worked for him. And and that's okay. That's a valid point. I, I was wondering about that because it wasn't so much, like you say, it wasn't another woman. It was an entirely different type of relationship that he'd been struggling with from childhood yeah. to to acknowledge him, himself even to exactly exactly you know to know where he felt that he fit the best and was yeah. you know comfortable in that type of a relationship exactly <clears throat> i find this really encouraging because it's just a very specific type of breakdown in a relationship but how you felt and how you had to deal with it is similar to many relationships when they break down and you're you're clearly evidence of someone who has rose up picked like picked yourself up dust yourself off okay now what now what's happening next well you know I kind of always go through it's at the end of the day you have yourself to rely on so, you know, nobody's going to make you happy. If that's, if there's anything I've learned in my 45 years, I make me happy. I do what, what works for me. And the beauty, beauty is that I can still be an independent person um, in a relationship. And that's okay. Um, I, I have my own group of friends. I do my own thing. Um, and my husband does too. I don't, I don't care to go out and watch UFC with a bunch of men in their forties, fifties and sixties. That's not my, that's not my idea of a fun Friday night. Right. So I can get together with girlfriends and go and have a glass of wine or, you know, go and get our nails done or whatever, whatever we want to do. Um, and kind of go and do my own thing, even go away for a girl's weekend. Like he's just so supportive of, of me being in a happy place. Okay. We need to hear the story of how he came into your life. Because <laughs> lightning hitting your house, yeah. So, well, it was just it, like, again, just coincidental. I was signed up for Plenty of Fish at that time because there was lots of dating apps, and that happened to be the really popular one 15 years ago. Um, and he's probably the only one who didn't send me, I'm sorry, but a dick pic. Whoa, <laughs> <So>, yeah, <laughs> uh, never seen so much peen in my life. <laughs> so, I'm like, I don't know why this is. I'm, it's not really a beautiful thing. Um, I don't need to see a copy of that. I'd rather see your resume. And, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of ladies who like to look at a credit report, but I, I don't care about that. Um, uh, to me, you know, you're, you're more than your money. <laughs> so uh, I agree. 
and and at the end of the day it's 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 about love and if it's not about love then you're in it for the wrong reasons and it's probably not going to work out anyways so um but yeah on plenty of fish and yeah I just happened to I heard a big loud pop that afternoon and I literally the fence kind of like it went down the fence and it actually blew my computer so um I was and which was surge protected so I'm like oh this is weird and he's like ma'am he's like uh, it's meant for about 8,000 volts, not 80,000. I was like, okay, fair enough. I'm just glad my house isn't on fire. <laughs> like, Holy. Um, and then, yeah, we just happened to connect and uh, we went out on, on a date uh, that evening. And um, uh, he doesn't like this story, but he came over for dinner the next night and kind of never left. And he says, it's because I don't let him leave. <laughs> <laughs> and through, 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 through three homes now, a dog, and two businesses later, but okay, dear. <laughs> it sounds like he's chosen to stay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And indeed he has. Sometimes is... his dismay, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love happy endings like that because yeah. life has so much promise. Totally. And I, totally. And why I want to share these candid conversations in this series. Just and I think people I'm... some hope that even if you are stuck in this, rotten spot right now know that others have been there you you know you aren't alone your situation is unique to you yeah but the way you are reacting and the emotions you're feeling are common and they are you're they are something you can get beyond something you can get past oh, something you can grow from yeah, learn from absolutely well and I think most people think oh you know, oh, you know, if I, there wasn't, if it, if it wasn't for no luck, I'd have, or, you know, for dumb luck, I'd have no luck at all or something like that. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't do the victim mentality. And I, it's just, it's not who I am. Um, Cause who wants to be around a sad sack? Nobody, right. Nobody wants to be around that. And, you know, your friends are going to support you, but try and like, I don't know. I kind of do a gratitude thing at the beginning of the day. And I, I always listen to like a meditative, like positive affirmations uh, when I'm going to sleep at night. That or Keith Morrison from Dateline, because he has the most <laughs> voice in the world. And it's like, yes, I go to sleep to murder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just, you know, just hearing that just positivity. And um, like I said, sometimes it's just I need the voice to just like help me drift off to sleep. Um, but if you're going, if you're and even if you're not awake, just listening to that as you go to bed, it really just sets your tone for your evening. And it sets the tone for the morning when you wake up. I'm happy you mentioned that, Carrie. Mindset is so important. Definitely. And the law of attraction that you brought up earlier is so valid at this point too, because oh, definitely. when you're a Debbie Downer or you're a, a just a grumpy, stuck in, everything's negative, nothing works out for me. Oh, that's, you know, F my life, whatever. That's what you're going to bring more of because that's oh, what you're expecting sure. to see. And you keep Absolutely. looking for more evidence of that and it keeps showing up. And yeah, and it, that's not how you dig yourself out of a hole. No, definitely not. Well, it was going to say, it, it, it don't, and don't get me wrong. There were days when I stayed in my pajamas and mm -hmm. ate, ate a tin of ice cream. I did it. Um, in fact, I did it to the point that I ended up ballooned up to 300 and some pounds, but I went and had 
laser or I went and had weight loss surgery about eight years ago. And I've kept off over a hundred pounds in that, in that uh, period of time. And um, so I needed a little extra help, but again, like we, I, I've lived, I've lived that I understand. Um, and I don't want anyone to live, through, you know, I don't want anyone to have to go through it, but if I can give any advice at all, communication is key. You need to talk, you know, sometimes if you're angry, maybe don't get angry in that moment because you never make good decisions when you're emotional. Um, and so often if I'm feeling very, even really excited about something, I try and give myself a day to go, okay, am I just caught up in this excitement or is this really like, am I really going to be passionate about this? And this is, this is something I really want to go for, or, oh, this was like just a, such an awful day, but you don't want to say something you regret. Communication is very important. And through times like this, we learn better how to even communicate with ourselves. Yeah. Because to allow ourselves days when we need to just curl up under a blanket and, and feel sorry for ourselves and oh. not, and then not feel guilty for it. Just, yeah. you know, I needed, I just, I needed that. I needed to walk through it, feel those emotions and it perpetuates it. If we then feel, load a bunch of guilt on and shame about it, that just keeps us stuck there longer. But totally. if we can allow ourselves that space to just, okay, I'm feeling crappy today. I'm just going to feel that out. Think about, you know, where is this coming from and work through it, go through it, whether it includes Absolutely. journaling or whatever, and come out the other side with a, with a refreshed outlook. Okay. It's not as bad as, as I think it is. Maybe I see a window now. I see an invitation, an opportunity to totally move, and there's support there's so so many supportive groups out there too if you don't have people in your life who you know maybe you're just not comfortable sharing I know even sometimes you know when you are having a really bad day I don't tend to pick up the phone and share that with 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 a friend when it has to do with my relationship because I don't want them making judgment on my partner because I'm having a bad day or I took something the wrong way or whatever the case may be uh, I just don't want my family or my friends thinking, oh, my partner's the worst person ever because Carrie's overreacted to something, which happens sometimes, you know? So, um, and giving your partner the benefit of the doubt too. Sometimes they yes. had a bad day. Sometimes they're tired. Um, so, you know, you kind of, you kind of got to meet people where they're at sometimes. I think that's part of the communication. A very important part is getting clarification. Yeah. I was recently, we have online divorce resource groups where people oh, nice. can come and they can meet informally with some of the professionals on our team and just oh, ask nice. questions or yeah. hear about a topic. And so we had one topic, you know, will we ever agree? And we did a little practice where we volunteered about communication Yeah, and with clarification, it was really good because I volunteered. I said, Oh, I just, I'm around so many negative people and I'm just blah, blah, blah. And, and, yeah. and then the practice partner says, oh, so you don't want me to be asking you to do stuff when you get home. I said, no, actually, I just, I just need a hug. Like, I just need you yeah. to be positive because I've heard so many grumpy people and it wasn't necessarily directed at me, but I was surrounded by it. And as an empath, you, 
you know, that that weighs on you. I am very much that way. I'm energized (laughs) by people, but sometimes I take on too much. So I, I, I get that. So then when the clarification came through, it was, I wasn't wanting to criticize that person. I just needed them to give me some support and some space to dump that off and leave it at the door and, you know, start fresh, but that they knew that I was carrying that as I walked in and asking for that clarification is really good because it can oh, for sure. sure avoid some, some dark <laughs> reactions that well, aren't necessary. It was funny too, like the, probably the, the first year, if I was having a frustrating day, I got on the phone and I'd call him and I'd yell at him and he just let me do it. Which was amazing because, well, that was my person, right? Like we talked about everything. So, you know, you're frustrated about something and I'm just like, you know, it's like, you know, I'd have those, I wouldn't be in this situation if it wasn't for you moments. And Mm -hmm. so you're going to take the brunt of me right now because you put me here, right? So there was a lot of, but then there was kind of that that acceptance after the fact. Um, But I've got to tell you the most amicable divorce on the face of the planet, I found a paralegal out of Calgary. We got divorced for $700 and it was as easy as signing on the dotted line. Like I, I could not have asked for it to be better. Now probably really helps that we didn't have children. And the yes. only thing that we had was property and, and vehicles. So, right. But that is reassuring. It's, it's mm-hmm. good for people to hear well, that. Not, and, not, and you don't have to, you don't have to, at the end of the day, you can, and I just say that too, too often, but you can always get new stuff. Yes. You, money will be, money will come later on. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I was able to buy myself a new car and like I said, a new furniture and, and then have money in the bank, uh, which was, which was awesome. Um, I actually felt like I was in a better place than I was when I was married because I had more financially, um, and then felt like I could, you know, do what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, my, my current partner and I travel all the time and, and we have businesses together. And I just, it, it, it's just so nice being able to have that freedom and, and have somebody who enjoys the things that you enjoy. Right. Um, and it's funny, um, just a little bit about my, my current partner. Um, so it turns out his childhood best friend was my first kiss. Um, he played high school basketball with my high school boyfriend. So we've been to the same concerts. Um, there were so many opportunities where we could have met and didn't. So it's just, it's just, it just amuses me how the world is so small and you don't even realize that. And how things are meant to be at the right oh, time and right 100%. place. Yeah. And, yeah, that, everything. and ha- things happen in the time they're meant to happen. Yes. That divine timing that comes back yeah. to that whole law of attraction and how packages show up sometimes that we didn't expect packaged that way at that time and these opportunities then listen to your instinct because your brain is maybe not uh communicating with your instincts and this is right for you but your brain's going "Ah, i don't know don't know i I kind of yeah i kind of wanted this at this time in this way and it's the timing is meant when it's meant to be so you took that other detour you've learned more about yourself you gained financially you gained with compassion and understanding and the story that you're sharing here today with the audience is encouraging and will resonate with people to see that there can be happy endings and 
just don't give up. Don't. Oh, oh, totally. And you know, I, everyone's like, well, do you regret getting married the first time? And I'm like, absolutely not. I said, it made me who I am today. He was my stepping stone to the best thing that ever happened to me. That's, that's the truth. (laughs) So that's a great note to end on. Do you have any last minute pieces of advice or thoughts that you'd like to share? Don't be too hard on yourself. You're going to have bad days and that's okay. You know, but like, I know sometimes I get overwhelmed. It's like, oh my gosh, there's so much housework to do. So sometimes I wait till my husband's in bed and I'll come down and do dishes or laundry or just something. Cause if I get one task, it just makes me feel good before I go to bed. Um, and so, yeah, do, and do be kind to yourself. And self-care is so important and it's okay to do something for yourself once in a while, have that coffee, go have the dessert, go for a glass of wine, do, do things for yourself because you just don't know what tomorrow brings. I literally had a friend, I went to a funeral two weeks ago for a friend who was 47 years old. She ended up having a blood clot and dying. So, you know, like you just, you'd never know when your, your time is up. Great advice, Carrie. Thank you for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you. And I will include your contact information for the business that you mentioned at the beginning. So if people would like to find you and connect with you personally or through your business, that they can do so that'll all be available in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hopefully you heard something today that helps you wherever you might be in life. Do you have questions or a suggestion for a topic you want to know more about? Let me know. Check the show notes for all the contact information. Follow this podcast and find us on social. Know anyone who might find this information helpful? Be a friend and share it. And hey, thank you for hanging out with me today. Keep smiling that beautiful smile. The world needs your sunshine. It means a lot that you spend this time with us and meet our experts and professionals who can help you through divorce or separation. Please refer to our terms of service available on our website, divorcemagazinecanada.com. The link is in the show notes. Our disclaimer, divorce resource groups, blog, and all content, including our podcast, is intended to educate and provide quality, credible resource information. The contents should not be used as factual until consultation with the appropriate professionals for any guidance. Divorce Magazine Canada does not constitute endorsements for nor liability for any claims made in the presenting of this information.